Right. What is happening, children? Welcome to episode 40 of the On My Dime, On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Albert Williams. He's a New York-based designer making some really interesting pieces with some very interesting techniques. So it's not like your sweatshirts, sweatshorts, and like t-shirt brand. Super interesting conversation. Um, I'm going to be keeping an eye out on his brand because there are some really interesting pieces that you can't find anywhere else. Um... Before the episode starts, I'm just going to say episodes from this episode forward might be a little bit like I won't be I might not be able to produce weekly episodes because your boy just got a job and it's going to be about 50 hours a week and we'll have two days off and I'm going to try and get episodes out even if it's like a 15 minute episode of me talking about a book or something. I'm going to try my best to get episodes out weekly because that's what I promised but if it doesn't happen that way, then you guys know why. And I'll keep you guys updated on my Instagram as well, at On My Dime On Your Time Podcast. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Enjoy the episode and let me know what you think. Did you hear that as well? I did, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I don't know. Zoom must have updated. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So how did you get interested in fashion? I, I mean... There's always like, I was, I grew up around it. So, cause my mom is, she's like aggressively like fashion, but like in loud, in the loud sense, uh, like cheetah prints and all of this and that. Like, like if I think of my childhood, I think of like her cheetah prints everywhere. Um, and yeah, so that was just like the beginning. And I always, I don't know, I didn't have like enough access for so much of my life. I feel like just because um, I grew up in Berkeley, which is, not really like I thought just people wore clothes and you know it's like there's a level that you can dress nicely with these clothes but uh I didn't realize like pieces existed really or anything um so I mean through high school I would like start wearing polo as much polo as I could have and I just started feeling like something and I don't know um I was just actually watching this new video of ASAP Rocky talking about his own fits um I think it came up an hour ago but yeah that reminds me that like he I don't know that's like that's he started bringing it into my world because that was like a glimpse of New York while I was on the west coast um and then things I don't know time went by and I went I got into art school design school for at um I didn't really think I was going to do something creative with my life I was thought it would be like skateboarding or something a little more closed or low ceilinged um but then yeah, my major was industrial design. So it wasn't even fashion yet. It still like took such a long time, but a whole time I'm trying to like figure out how to dress, but I'm not realizing that like I could maybe be doing it. Um, so it took me to my like junior year uh, where I chose to like make a, a jacket, like an article of clothing for a lighting class. And um, it was like illuminate an object. And I was like, yes, I'm gonna put lights in a jacket. Um, it didn't work like that. It was just like reflective fabric that I ended up like laser cutting to make it look like, you know, stuff. Um, but, and then I was like, it took so, it destroyed, I mean, it didn't destroy me, but it took like a hundred hours more than it probably should have just of like me like fucking up, trying this and that, doing like the most and refining my one idea into something simple enough. Cause I already had, so many thoughts that I wanted to put into it because it's like the first thing that I'm making as like clothing 
and yeah just like the refined product just the feeling of having like cut down all the fat and like merging things into this one idea like for what it was at the time it seemed <laughs> i couldn't have been more happy with the result um and that was it i just like looked at myself in the mirror wearing this thing and i'm like that's it that's <laughs> that's finally it um because industrial design was not fully it was like adjacent i knew it was adjacent to what i wanted mm -hmm. some sort of design thing but that's how it happened definitely uh who are some of the brands that inspire you like with like your most recent like your recent brand and all that stuff um man i would say just like rei kawakubo main mainly like her just thought process um i originally like one of the first things that inspired me was acronym and arrelson and just all that like how that was sort of branded and just the, like the kung fu kicks and the zippers and the pockets i was like this is so sick um so those kind of like worked together because i loved both aspects like sort of where acronym lived and then what the elements the cdg had sort of like sculpturally um and i'm like sort of like finding I dance like a line between that when I, yeah, <laughs> when I'm doing what I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like where I stand. I think who else? That's always like the first ones that come to mind, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. Definitely, man. So like, how did you sort of, you mentioned like you made a piece like the illuminated like jacket and stuff. So how, what was the process like between like, between then and like creating your own like brand? Yeah, so exactly. That's like, I, this is my junior year. I'm making this jacket and then I'm still like in my major, you know, it's not like anything changed. I just made it. My teacher brushed me off fully during critique. It was like, I was so exhausted. I'm always exhausted after like finals that, yeah, Pratt's just grueling. But um, I was just like, he just he critiqued how messy my space was and i was like wait that's not about the jacket <laughs> he's like i see you made the jacket and i was like yeah he's like and then he just like for the next person <laughs> he just i mean he he prefaced it with the fact that he wouldn't be able to critique it you know um but i was like yes i'm gonna do it so then i did it but then my next the next class i got into i think it was the end of I made a pair of pants, yeah. And that was just, that was for a class called experience design. And that was just another example of like my maximalism getting the best of me. But, um, <laughs> cause I just decided to make like a pair of pants that could just be all encompassing for one's day. Like I was gonna make like a skateboard, like pant that you can just treat as a backpack cause it has so many pockets. Um, I made pockets like that like patch pockets but there's like openings on both sides so like because i was a little shit i don't know i grew up taking things um sometimes but like uh and yeah they're like little lifestyle pockets for skateboarders it was just like this sort of uh i don't know <laughs> me trying to branch those two together because the other jacket was also like geared towards skateboarding that's how my teacher just suggested i do it and i was originally like okay maybe like this is a, this is what's supposed to happen. I'm marrying skateboarding and clothing. Um, and I realized probably after those two things or three things, um, and then I made a, pair, a revised version, but uh, it doesn't have to be that way. I could just make clothing. Um, 
but yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> so then that's my, the end of my junior year. And then that senior year, I make one thing for one class, took a whole semester to do. And this is all what, while I don't have a sewing machine myself, um, I'm just using like the fashion facilities. And yeah, just getting on everyone's nerves down there because it's a pretty tense environment, but it was different from industrial design, which is why I liked it. I don't know, there's just a, felt like a reality show, but um, yeah, so then I had a graduated Pratt essentially with like three garments, you know? Um, so that was not sufficient for me to get a job, I guess. Um, in the fashion industry. And I didn't know what to do in industrial design. I didn't really want to like even fake it to push that. Um, so I was just figured, all right, I'm gonna probably end up working in the service industry. So that's just what bought me time to really get to where I am now. That's it, like from 2018 to now. Awesome. Service is yeah. Awesome. Um Pick one of the pieces from like on your website currently and tell us a bit about like the production process for it, like from sampling to like having the finished pieces. Oh, I make everything. So there's no sam sampling is, I guess it's me. Um, yeah, I guess like the one I should talk about is like the Ichor pant. Um, just because it's like, it's, I guess it's the standout for the first collection. Um, that was essentially, it's like a half of it is hand sewn the whole knee part, the diamond. Um, so what I have to do is I have to draw a grid, essentially like pattern a pen, just cut out a diamond. And then I have to draw a grid about 13 by 13 half inch squares. Me divulging the secrets, but this is like available on YouTube. That's why it's a, it's like called smocking. It's just for like pillowcases, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then you draw a grid 13 by 13, hand sew every other square together corner to corner so i'm just that production is fully hand sewn i guess i'm like an atelier at that point but um yeah and i'll just hand sew it takes like if i just focus on it instead of watch tv like a grandmother um it takes about maybe three hours um maybe it's an hour and a half i, I timed myself i wasn't sure if it was per but um yeah, and then from then I have to just sew every single one down, like, because they're sort of like flailing and flapping. I have to like kind of pleat them, sew them each individually. And then from there I have to insert it within the triangle. And sometimes I just, that's, that's more, that's probably easier part at this point. But um, yeah, it's, and then just <laughs> adjust each little one in case there's, because I can never have like a full measurement of each one because I'm just like hand pleating them as I go. So, and then I'll adjust them accordingly. So every pair would be different. Um, and then, yeah, just match it up fully. And then I have my pockets, slap them. Welt pockets. <laughs> I have like, I developed a welt pocket. I don't know if it's, I think it's pretty much my own thing, but it's like an angled welt. I guess it's like, a, I'm trying to make it my signature. But um, yeah, got the pattern for those, plug it in. That's a pair of pants. You make like, it sound so easy. <laughs> yeah, it's not really, I mean, did I really? <laughs> I don't know much about like making clothes, but you, you, you described it pretty simply. So it's, it's good. Okay, good. It seems long winded in theory, but yeah, that's, I mean, these are like, that's another burden like that I face because my ideas, they 
I've toned down my maximalism, but it's still like a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And to produce that type of stuff is not financially, you know, advisable from my current standpoint. But uh, obviously, yeah, it would be nice to like, that's what I have to do for myself. And it's fine because that's the only way my ideas will manifest until further notice. And um, yeah, that's definitely not. I, I didn't know that you um that you handmade all the stuff. I thought like you sent it off, like you had a pattern, sent it off to a factory, and then got it I'd done from there. I'd have to be made of money. Um, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure because I don't know pattern pattern makers. They're just not. They're dealing with such simpler things. Um, yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, you usually see like just pairs of pants. Pretty much, yeah. Le- tubes on the legs. Yeah. Um, that's it um exactly until like push it so that, i don't know just because i'm making it i understand what's going on i'm like this is a lot of shit yeah tell us a little bit about like the ethos of your brand like what sort of like statement are you trying to make or like what sort of impact are you trying to have i'm i'm just trying to i really want to say that uh this is how I see things could be. This is my proposal for like a new, I don't know, society of, because it's definitely a certain type of person that I'd be reaching to. I mean, the thing is like, is I want to appeal to even just like the most uninformed mind fashionably, just because they'll see it and they'll be like, what? is going on here um but like in a very in a curious way like peaking curiosity it kind of means a lot to me um but yeah and then of course in the meantime impressing all the people i look up to but the ethos i would say it's just like a manifestation of what unconventional could truly be um yeah and i'm just sort of pushing that agenda through i mean asymmetric is like the way i broke it down is nothing is asymmetric in what i make everything is symmetrical but in terms of a mirror i don't know if you read this on my i did yeah yeah a mirror being a line of symmetry if you look down the side it reflects everything equally but asymmetry there there's no mirror there can't be a reflection a mirror is like a line of symmetry in the world essentially and what i'm saying is just every a lot of things i see reflect one another in a very like i'm tired of most fashion i see it's uh it's it's i'm gonna say it but yeah and that's just my proposal essentially is like where we could be taking things um that's it like i said pants have been just tubes on legs and like my, my thought process starts with the pants and then i work my way up um and that's how yeah it's taken me here which is exactly where I started, but physically. Um, and yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's been a nice way of going about things. Like I haven't had anyone to really critique me, but um, this is just like sort of, yeah, <laughs> the vision I've been building, I guess. Um, it just comes to me as it's, I don't like, I haven't been rushing it, um, but now I can like know what to call it. I know what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, man. You must hate like the current like landscape of what Instagram is in terms of for fashion. I just yeah, I mean, 
there are the thing there's nice things there's still like tasteful like visual like the tasteful visuals i do appreciate what COVID has done for um like video projects for sure that's i don't know we wouldn't have maybe done that otherwise but um and but yeah there's i mean instagram everyone is a t-shirt company and all that you know it's like everyone's got graphics um but yeah i can't i can't let it con yeah consume me at all i'm just like all right well i just know <laughs> i'm just what i'm trying to put out there and i don't know it's funny i don't know things in fashion can happen overnight you know just the right person wears the right thing right time so essentially yeah things <laughs> I'm just going to pop out at some point. Um, and yeah, people will react how they react. I'm just counting on that. Um, <laughs> and it seems fine so far. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, how has the pandemic sort of like affected like production for like your garments or like even the creative process for you? And like, how did you sort of overcome those issues? At the beginning, I mean, there was nothing else, but um, that's just because everything was shut down. But um, I still, it definitely, it was the free time I needed in reality because I needed to complete everything. Um, but the thing is, I guess when it started, I, <laughs> I only added, needed one more thing to complete my collection. And then the only responsibility was to shoot it, obligation. Um, and then I shot it and it's uh, yeah, turned out nicely, but um. The whole time, I think I was still thinking of things. Um, I'm all, yeah. I don't think it, uh, I didn't necessarily need the world because like all of everything I think of anyways is just like a form, like a concept sculpturally. Um, that's how I sort of want to just assess a garment is um, as a sculpture on the body, like to any, not even in like a, most, a very dramatic extent. So just a minor detail, like a sculptural idea, like, like this or something and how can I implement that into something wearable and that's just so that would just be ongoing um so the pandemic was really it was it was it didn't like impact negatively but I think the pressure definitely came back when I started working again um because in the service industry has to keep going but um so I do like the life work balance. I really do. Um, even though I'd rather be doing this full time, but um, I just, yeah, it was my first collection done. I felt like I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a second. And then, yeah, now I have my second collection done. It's photographed. I'm just slowly leaking it onto the gram. But um, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's good. Yeah, but the first collection was well received because I, uh, as soon as I posted, I didn't know really what to do with it. But when I posted it, um, I was <laughs> the day after the casting director. Have you heard of the show, the Amazon show for fashion called Making the Cut? It's funny. A lot of people haven't heard. I think so. I, I haven't. I haven't watched it myself. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of lucrative what they're doing because the prize money is like immense for how many people know about it. But uh, yeah, the lady who she reached out, she's like, yeah, I want you to be on the show. I think you'd be a good fit. And I was like, I was like, is this what I'm doing with myself? Um, but yeah, so I like talked with them and did all this and that. And uh, what happened was I was just casted late. 
she she just found out about me late like I didn't apply on time and there's already like a set cast but I was still casted as a backup um in case anyone had COVID so but that was like almost potentially a whole turn off a turn in my life from the first collection um so I was like okay like that's a uh, gotta keep on it <laughs> in case uh yeah <laughs> anyone else kind of chimes in um so yeah just all I can be is ready, you know, for the right eyes. Like, I just want to have as much as I can present by the time, like, the right pair of eyes sees my stuff, you know? Um, not <laughs> in terms of, like, where it could take me. But, yeah, because I do need that seed capital. Definitely. Yeah. I don't even know what one costs. That's the craziest part. I just haven't even bothered um just because i can make it i guess but yeah <laughs> definitely man um do you have any like daily habits that you do to like to keep yourself productive um i try and like always every day like before work or yeah before work or if, or if i'm not working which is like today i'll just make sure i sew something or like begin an idea have an idea just like an idea a day that's 365 ideas at least um as long as you keep track of them so i always yeah just like just to make a conscious effort of uh like keeping my thought process entirely like clothing based for just a certain amount of time of the day like keeps my head on straight um yeah and if i can't have that wherever i am i'll just go where i can have it a little inspiration or something but um yeah that's like I've been making these little flowers like I can do this within a certain amount of time <laughs> and I'm just trying to collect at least a bouquet of them just to have just cause, because I'm it's part of the third collection I'm working on um but yeah just building blocks for the bigger picture <laughs> beautiful man yeah um, you mentioned that you have a couple collections coming out, but like, what can we expect to see from you in the future? Um, alternative thinking. I don't know. <laughs> I would say, yeah, just like me maintaining this sort of brand identity that I've set out, I just created for myself. Um, essentially, if you dumb it down, it's just like, I built a brand about being different. It's gonna, and I'm gonna stay different because like I see what, I don't know, I see my own vision for it. Um, I don't know, I, yeah, it just kind of hit me when I just, I think it was just finding clothing was the ultimate like realization that like this is what my creative thought process converts into best. Um, it just manifests beautifully more than like a, physical objects, which was industrial design um and yeah that's just what i'm trying to preserve i guess it's just uh yeah that's synthesis definitely man uh last couple of questions here uh do you have any book recommendations for me any book recommendations um yeah i mean anything vonnegut is is wonderful from it's just I like the I just like the way he looks at things and um his how he just breaks things down or just his humor um it's it was I read Breakfast of Champions during the pandemic and that was uh kind of the right, the right thing for the right time 
just to laugh at everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, have you read Vonnegut before? Or? I've read a few of them. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I read these like in high school, so I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like, oh my God, this fucking guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a jokester. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's part of my creative routine is not reading books because I, <laughs> I'm busy just doing whatever this this ADHD conjures. But yeah. Awesome, man. Um, last question, man. Where can the people find you? Like plug all of your social medias, their website, everything. Um, yeah, my <laughs> website is design awe, A-W-W. It's my initials, Albert Whitaker Williams, um, dot com. Fly like a Bert, A B E R T on Instagram. You can my link to my actual clothing account. There's just so many underscores, but it's in my bio for Fly like a Bert, and that's about it. That's my Twitter soon or not, but <laughs> awesome man. Yeah. And those are all going to be listed linked in the show notes of the podcast as well. So anyone who's interested can check them out there. Nice, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you for taking the time, man. No problem. Man.